Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to episode 142 of the show, almost at 150. Uh, my name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. What is going on with you this week? Yeah, um, I'm glad we've made it to this point. I've worked the last eight days in a row, just nonstop uh, prime day or prime days, however you want to consider that, just really kicked us in the ass. Yeah, I bet. Over the last week, we had a, a couple people uh, take off for the weekend for personal reasons or decided um, to call out last minute. So we were kind of uh, all hands on deck and, and we're kind of spread thin a bit, both yeah. on the city side <laughs> and, the, and the rural carriers too. So I'm glad we made through. Um, I think from here on out, the summer is going to be steady. Nothing massive like the fourth or this past week. I hope not. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then we've been doing the high school stuff. I will say, I'll apologize for um, not uploading or giving notice on Sunday for um, not posting an episode. One, there's like I I leave early at every practice last week, so yeah. I didn't really see that much. And two is just I was hoping to get a guest, but I never really followed through on that. I was just so gassed from work every day that I just mentally broke down. Just wanted to lay down. So. Yeah. There will be one on this Sunday. I'm really going to try to push to get somebody on there. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to go with this. So this is going to be like our last major summer episode solely on transfers. Yeah. Um, and in the future, it'll be sprinkled in with, um, I guess, the rest of the August episodes when we review games, talking about potential moves. Who knows? Just like brief notes. But um, yeah, this will be the last major one. We're going to go through every team like we did um, a month ago or so. Yep. And then uh, we'll we'll touch on maybe rumors and stuff too to close. So yep. Um, so I guess starting off, I wanted to I found this tab here on the transfer market website we use. Yeah. And it has it kept track the last five years, and there's another section the last ten years of of um the net net gain or transfer um, loss, like how teams have done throughout the summers or the years even. Um, okay. on their transfer business and I, I just wanted to get your thoughts so like the last five years man U has been the he- i don't know arsenal's been the heaviest spender the last five years they've been oh. averaging around negative 90 million dollars a year from transfers yikes um and then over the over 10 years united spent uh a billion dollars the last 10 years alone. Excuse me. A billion dollars? Yeah, when it comes to bringing players in and selling, they've had a negative uh, 1 billion. That is... Honestly, that is one of the most obscene things I've ever heard. Billion with a B. Yeah, uh, Man City's right behind them with negative uh, 956. This is their first year in 10 years that they currently... At a positive... They're currently 13 mil in the green from all their selling, and it's going to go up even more when we touch on Arsenal there with Zinchenko. That is then, fucking crazy. Yeah, and then Arsenal comes in third. Um, they've had one positive market a year, uh, so in total they've spent uh, $709 million uh, in negative from transfers. So I, I suppose, I mean, my, my overarching thoughts on that are, when you you are clubs of those size, you have to sort of 
shoot the fish in the barrel, right? You you kind of just have to like just take gambles, and uh, I yeah. understand that. But having it, that puts that actually does put things into perspective. I think the billion dollar loss with United, um, because these teams do have like really established farm systems, right? Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show you like how much is actually coming out of the farm and how much is is coming from you know other big clubs. That's crazy, and the 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 billion dollar loss for United versus the nine hundred whatever for City. Like yeah, they're right there with th- th- those figures are the same. But look at look at how much better City have been in the last ten years than United. And I know like United won the league in twenty. 10 was it 10 i think the last year they won was like 11 or 12 okay 11 or 12 so right before city started to go on their run right so that was who was the manager in that year was it still fergie yeah i think his last year was 2013 maybe okay so united scouting department and and who they've brought in post fergie has been so shambolic that they haven't even really compete uh, they may have a second or third place couple second or third place finishes but with the amount of players and and things that they brought in i mean think about pogba think about just recently ronaldo fernandez like some good signings some bad signings right but city have essentially never missed on on a a large transfer um, they paid a lot for Sterling when he left Liverpool. They paid a lot for Holland just just now. But a lot of those guys they got for essentially nothing. And like think of Gundogan and and Rodri. Like, these are unbelievable players. Their scouting department is so 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 much better. And Arsenal's kind of in the same boat as United, where their scouting department is not not great. You know, a lot of our talent has has been like supreme youth. Saka, Smith Rowe. Uh, we bought Odegaard for not much, $35 million. He's super young. Uh, Martinelli, another guy, young. And United just, like, have have wasted so much money, and so have, so have Arsenal. But City, it, it just goes to show you, like, how, how far ahead they are and how that investment, that negative net, um, has been beneficial where the other two clubs, like, just really hasn't been all that beneficial. Arsenal and United just taking l's for the last 10 years yeah and i would say those numbers wouldn't be as high if if those um purchases in previous windows were successful right right yeah exactly so i mean the only team current and this is the current 20 prem teams the only team in the last 10 years that is positive is uh brentford they're up 44 mil over the past 10 years sure and these businesses are always going to be negative right but but a billion that is is truly a staggering figure yeah i was surprised with chelsea chelsea's only minus 433 which is like top it's like top six but yeah 90 million of that is the fucking lukaku thing yeah and um yeah the one year we had a big boost from the sale of hazard there right one one thing that got us back but yeah i just wanted to make a little note there on that um so I guess starting from the top there with Arsenal, the Gooners. Um, did we touch on the Jesus deal? Mm, well, it wasn't done, I don't think. Yeah, I think we talked about it like two, three weeks ago. But yep. Yeah, yeah, you got him across the line. Um, we saw, obviously, Ternavieri, Marquinhos. Um, the newest one, potentially, is Zinchenko. 
Yes, um, that's going to be done apparently next next where couple would days. You, where would you see him being utilized more in the midfield or at the flank? Zinchenko. Yeah. Uh, they'll definitely use him in the back. Um, I think. You don't think they put him in the middle if you guys got um, injury issues or Jaka's out for a week or two with a red. Well, I think they. Well, that one that's definitely going to happen. It it always does happen. Um, I think he's he's certainly able to be utilized in, in the midfield there. Uh, not his not his key position, not as his primary position, but. I think tyranny is is really truly like kind of made of glass, um, and I can see him after after suffering that that tough injury last season. I can see it being a really hard break in for him again. Uh, I know he's he's his rehab is is essentially done, and he should be back by the beginning of the season. But uh, I fear that that we're gonna have some more injuries too that that left and right flank. And Sinchenko is is experienced um i think he's he's solid we're not going to pay a ton of money for him so i just think that most likely we're going to see him uh getting rotated in there at the flanks and i i can see him honestly uh depending on on how things shake out in training sort of getting get of getting time um you know uh if mikel wants to cycle these guys in and maybe give tyranny or or tomiyasu who i am huge on both of them um you know, if, if those guys need some some time or some rest or they didn't perform well in training or they're off pace, uh, Zinchenko probably is going to slot in there. And I think it's a good signing. You know, he's experienced and at the top level, especially with City. Uh, so I was really happy with it. That that passes um, that passes the threshold of $130 million for us if if that deal does go through. Yeah, and Tomiyasu and Tierney missed a lot of games last year. They Tommy did. Asu Both of them. 14, Tierney 16 in the league solely. Um, I mean, yeah, I think just having those versatile players is really helpful for a manager if you need yeah. to have a quick fix there instead of going out there and purchasing a, a big-time guy in that, in that role solely. I think having two or three utility players that can get you through the year is always nice to have. So for sure. I think it's a good signing. And, I mean, he's a Man City product out out there we're seeing man city do good business selling off german probably yeah. the, i would say currently they're winning the market right now with their spending and who they're bringing in so yeah i, I mean it's not like arsenal are getting a bad deal I mean, no they're getting what they want at a reasonable price i think they're going to pay around 35 40 mil yeah. it seems like that's the price where all the players that are leaving or are being told they're going to leave or is that's around the price they're going to be at so yeah it's just kind of the like i don't want to say vet but it's kind of like the vet pricing, right? Like you're just—that's exactly what you're going to pay. It's not going to be any less. It's not going to be any more. And that's why I kind of think uh, the price we got—the price we got Jesus for was, in in comparison to to some of the numbers that have been spent on other uh, yeah. forwards and considering age, was really fair. It was, it was good. I also think that it comes down to his contract situation. Yeah. When you get a guy with one year left, you can't really ask for an astronomical amount because they're not really on the books for that much money so yep. um i mean they did turn a profit they're turning profit on all these guys maybe not sterling but yeah uh, um yeah so um anything else about arsenal any other links maybe um no i mean i'm thinking now about about bellerin he is back in the team uh yeah. that, that loan with with betis was not renewed they didn't buy him i thought maybe they would honestly because i think betis is his um is his boyhood club and he performed really well for them last season, and and I just think that it's probably, excuse me, probably a really good fit for him um, to go back to Spain and, and play there full time. But 
it looks like uh, he's going to be back in the team. So 27 years old, uh, right back. It, it's good probably for Tomiyasu to have that sort of um, <clears throat> competition at that position. But we'll see if, if Bellerin uh, sort of slots back in or if he's just going to be a bench guy. Is there any other positions you think you need to strengthen depth in or maybe need a new starter? Or is your 11 decent enough to do better than last year? Uh, I think it probably think will be a better they, season, but I worry about the defensive midfield still. They were good enough to challenge for top four. They should have yeah. finished in top four. Yeah. It's just now they have a, an ex, a year of experiencing that where they can maybe uh, turn the tide and come the end of the year, they get the results they need to against competition that I think we'd think they should get the results over. So, yeah, I think our attacking uh, is stacked. Like it's, yeah, it's going to be scary. You guys have been scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, there's always that talk that preseason doesn't matter, but you're just getting the guys gelling together and that's all that really matters. So, yeah. Um, it, I'm interested in seeing how Mikel comes out first game there against palace. Me too. Um, I think they're just going to throw everything forward until Jesus scores many goals as he can. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we go to Aston Villa. They haven't done really anything. They nope. signed a left back from Sevilla. Got him on loan. Augustusson, Swedish boy. Mm-hmm. Um, just filling in some depth out there, covering for Matt Target. He's got experience in the Champions League, which is nice to have um, for Steve. Um, not really much going out. It seems like the same squad, really. Yeah, it's um, going to be the same thing. It's seeming like... Uh, they're gonna finish around that mid table. I think. I think last year they were. Uh, um, I think they bounced back well with Stevie G. Yep. Now that they have a full year, it should be interesting to see what their goals are. I would say they they should aim for at least top ten potentially. Sure. Because I think a few clubs uh, right now are either just waiting too long or aren't doing any business or have dropped off a bit. They're just they've been selling too many people and their squad's a little thin. So and I'm I'm thinking of Leicester and Wolves there really. Yeah. because um, there's still the whole drama surrounding Tillymon. So Yep. Um I think Villa's got a great opportunity to to get into that top ten area. But um yeah, I'm interested to see how that dynamic works with Ings and and Ollie in there. Yeah. If, continue i mean we know ings is heavily injury prone so there's been some flexibility up front there um i mean leon bailey the guy played maybe five games fraud so i maybe maybe we haven't even seen them at full potential when everybody's fit and yeah plus from diego carlos and camara i think those are solid um signings from the french and spanish league yep. that um, can help them establish more of a concrete lineup every week yeah, absolutely. Um, let's jump into Bradford because there's actually some 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 developments here. Uh, Thomas Strakosha, the uh, goalkeeper for Lazio for the past couple of years, uh, coming in for about <clears throat> I think it was a free transfer. His his contract was yeah. up with Lazio. I think that's great business. Um, I don't think that their goalkeeping situation was dire last year, but I think uh, it was just because Raya got injured right, in the right. middle of the year. And yeah. um, the backup goalie really let them down. Ray was out for, what is this? One? Considerable yeah, amount of time. 12 to 15 games. He was out yeah. the end of October to the end of January, so three months. Yep. And um, and he was good when he came back, but Strakosha is, is a great keeper, and to have competition there at that position I think is good. Uh, Strakosha not old. Uh, to, to get him on a free from Lazio, uh, where he, he got regular time and, and was their starting keeper, I think is is incredible business. And then um, on the way out, Erickson, he left. 
Um, he's yeah. Uh, it was the long time waiting for him to confirm he was going to United. I don't yeah. know what the hesitancy was there. They right. had to. Do you know? Did you see his contract? They are paying uh, him. Yeah, I mean, I think he deserves it. He that he is quality, but the way yeah. he's going to be utilizing that team, we we're not sure with if they play the that four two three one. Um, I'm I'm sure he's not going to be on a wing. No, I don't think he's got the legs to do that, especially in this ten hog system. That I'm sure it's going to be working very hard. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's I mean, it's good business, honestly, um, for United, but. To, to let Erickson kind of walk on a free there after he sort of revitalized that midfield, uh, attacking midfield towards the end of, of last season. I think maybe Brentford should have tried uh, to keep him there, especially with, with all their uh, sort of Norwegian roots. They have a lot of Norwegian players, but just uh, just unfortunate and, and weren't able to get business done. So he's going to walk to United on a free. I think they made two <clears throat> good young signings under 21 guys Aaron Hickey this guy was yep. he's left back Scottish from Bologna yep. and uh Syria Bologna um he was highly regarded I think he was linked to a bunch of the top clubs Liverpool's yeah. up there yep. um somehow Brentford stole him I'm sure he'll be there for two seasons and then move on but um I think to give Brentford some stability out there um not just on the wing but just in the league have that guy um have some development in the Premier League is going to help them a lot um, as well as Keen Lewis Potter, left winger, they got him from Hull for yeah. Hick, Hickey came in as the record signing for 18 mil, and then a week later Potter comes in for takes over that role now, 21 million. So Brentford's taken out the wallet a bit. This is probably going to be one of their bigger um, summers. I think we we were mentioning that 10 years of spending. I think this will probably be their number one year. Yeah, um, because we we've seen recently the last two to three years teams that stay up the second year um, they have a bit of a slump a drop off period there where teams figure them out and they need to re re identify where they can strengthen and get new blood in because if you just have the same squad every year maybe bar Liverpool you're gonna you're gonna fall off so um, as well as uh, Zach and I have a career mode we made a, our own club that feature and we picked up this lewis potter guy and he's fucking crazy on the game yeah that's cool so, so i thought it was funny seeing him make that move there for sure uh okay we'll move to brighton not a not a ton of of stuff going on here they signed julio and CISO uh from libertad he is a second striker so he'll probably um get get up there uh sort of Played in that second role, or maybe they'll slot him in where Mopai or, or Welbeck have played. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, don't know a ton about him. He's Paraguayan, 18 years old, so that's really young. I'm sure he's quick. Uh, they might loan him, him out for a year. They did this last year. They brought somebody in for around the same fee and just loan yeah. him out for the year. But I, Brighton don't play in too many competitions. No, so they don't. They really need that much depth. And I think the main main story with Brighton is if they can keep Cucurella. Yeah. Um, it's 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 imminent at this point with Zinchenko leaving that Cucurella is going to step in as that next guy for them. For City. Um, yeah. yeah they, they have the money. It's it's They're going to give Bright, Brighton an offer they can't refuse. So yep. I think him leaving is going to be a massive loss for them on that left wing. He was massive for them. Um, those the, His high work rates going up and back and creating a lot of chances for them on the cross. Yep. It's going to be hard for them to replace that, and you throw in the fact that uh, Lamptey is a bit injury-prone. They're going to be a pretty stale team. I mean, last year was the best performance we've ever seen them in the league. Yep. Um, 
but I, it, it's that wing play for them, and they they control the ball well. They they just lost they they also lost um, Basuma to Spurs, so they're they're getting hit hard for a lot of their talent. Yeah, they are. They're they're getting picked uh, picked over, and I don't know. Brighton had a had a pretty solid year last year. You know, I I fucking hate Brighton. I hate betting on them and and watching them, but they did have a decent year thanks to Cucurella. But yeah, if he goes, I think it's going to be. It's gonna be really tough, you know. It's more, it's more I space for Lampy. Well. But... I still think they stay up. They might drop off out of the top. Yeah, 10, maybe go into that little cesspool of twelve to sixteen. Yeah, I agree. I think Potter's a good enough manager to where they can coach up these younger guys and get the job done. I think that they're just a stable club in the Prem currently. So yeah, I agree. Uh, move- Moving on to Chelsea, this is one of those teams doing a lot of business um, since the last time we talked about them. Great business. Two two huge signings for the first team. You get uh, Kaladu Koulibaly, center back, Senegalese from Napoli, was linked with us five years ago, um, was talking to Jorginho and Mendy. They're all boys with the international, and Jorginho came from Napoli a few seasons ago, so... Um, was was interested in coming here if we just offered the or give him the opportunity and he took it right away. Um, captain for his country won the Afcon with Mendy. Um, just an all around great leader. I think he's gonna be great for the locker room and will and he's flexible. He can play any of the three in the back. He can play in the back two. Um, it's giving Tuchel a lot of opportunity to just do to mismatch or or just place whoever they he wants in there and they can get get the job done wherever they are playing. And the other major one, Raheem Sterling, coming from City. Um, one of his more down years, you could say, in productivity. But yeah, he, he's a guy that gets himself into key positions, and he's just an absolute menace in a one-on-one situation. Um, defenders are, are, aren't, aren't um, excited to go against him. One thing I'm going to be looking out for this year is the flopping. He, he is one of the kings of doing it, so it's going to bring uh, more hate on to Chelsea that's already there. So and and just like Koulibaly, you can play any of the front three positions. So um, two massive signings there. I think Broya is linked to leave, either go to West Ham or I think another club. And he's going to stay in the Prem. So I think he's trying to figure out his future. Same with um, Levi Colwell. Yep. He's a young, young guy from the academy, just like Chaloba, Mount James, all these players. Uh, that's one thing. We have a strong English core. Um, for one of the bigger clubs, it's crazy. Like we're talking about United, they they barely have any England guys in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's nice to see whether they get playing time or not. That's questionable with with Caldwell because we're linked with Kimpembe, Kunde, and then the latest um, and third backup is the center back from Leipzig. Cannot pronounce his name to save my life, but he's a highly regarded guy for them. So I think realistically we should bring at least just one more center back, and then have faith in Caldwell because we saw what we what happened with with Chaloba last year. Yeah, um, he did make mistakes. It's it's going to happen with anybody, but especially being a young player, it's going to happen. And I think he had great performances. Still, he was like a great lockdown guy. There were mistakes, certain times where he got caught out and didn't have the speed to catch up but he's he's learning on the spot and i think Caldwell can do the same thing and he would prefer to play that left center back role out wide so um we're just setting ourselves up to to, for the long game i will say maybe it's the the thing that's going to kill us is goals just putting chances away and that also comes with fitness and 
Reese James had to carry the load a lot last year because Chilwell was out, and um, currently right now Alonzo is still here, but... Yeah, I don't know how long that's going to be the case. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it pisses me. This is a side thing. It pisses me off how Barcelona can just talk to nine people and sell one guy, and all of a sudden it's fine. Like, I don't understand how they're financially <laughs> able to do that. Well, the thing is, is it's not fine, and I think they're just sort of like that meme where the dog is in the burning room and it just says this is fine uh story every story i see is like shabby's talking to this player he's talking to this player he likes this player well he can talk as much as he wants i i just think it's there's gonna come a point where this the other shoe is gonna drop and they're gonna get really fucked with with the kunde thing now barcelona apparently is in talks with kunde he would maybe prefer to stay in spain yeah play for barcelona but at the same time barcelona are going to do the same thing they did with rafinha they're going to drag their feet on paying the money luckily for them rafinha was hard set on barca so the time didn't matter but um i think chelsea within the next two days are looking to wrap up the kunde deal so yeah i Um, mean the the koulibaly thing like that shit, I heard the rumor, and then later that day, I looked at Fabrizio Romano, uh, his Twitter account, and I was like, oh my god, it's done already. So um, You can't wait. You can't no, you wait. can't wait. And Koulibaly as is, as you're, that's great. As soon as your, your word gets out, you're interested in somebody, that's when other clubs are starting to be like, right. like oh, we need to jump on this. Like uh-huh. It's ridiculous. It's it's just like in how career mode works. It's like you're interested in somebody, you start scouting them, and by the time you're done scouting, it's like, oh, this club already put in a bid for him. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you never yeah. would have buy. You never would have looked at him unless I did. So, right. Just a comparison there, but yeah, I think so far we've done good in the market. I agree. I think, I think Tuchel is just looking to fill in those holes from. I mean, obviously all the defenders that left, so it makes sense. Yep. Um, and then he 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 plugs the hole of Lukaku with. <laughs> Sterling, he's going all little up front, unless you want to consider Havertz a striker, but it worked for City, so I can't work for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's jump into Palace. Uh, one key signing uh, for them, not anybody else really leaving. Uh, Czech Ducore, the 22-year-old, uh, I think he's from Mali, uh, defensive midfielder coming in from Lens. Lens with a good season last year comes in. Uh, for about 23.43 USD. think that's a great signing. Strengthen up that defensive midfield for them. Uh, Sam Johnston as well coming in from West Brom. So they have him now as well as Malcolm Ibioe, uh coming in from Derby. So uh, a couple of really, really good moves there. I think Crystal Palace just needs to strengthen their core, uh, have a little bit more uh, coming off the bench. And I think Palace are, are primed for another decent season. And like I said, not not a lot of uh, guys leaving the club. So this should be good. Yeah, um, I think I think they're set up for an interesting year. Johnson's um, good signing, I think. Yeah, I think he could definitely battle for the one spot. Goitz has been that guy for the last six to seven years. Um, yeah. Competed with Wayne Hennessy last year. But um, I think it's really important for Zaha because he's on his last year of his contract. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he decides next year to do. Yep. If they can't tie him down. I'm surprised there's not talks of people trying to go for him. I'm sure Palace are saying he's untouchable, which they should, but, um, yeah, they're going to have to fill in the void for Gallagher with that signing that Ducore, um, he can fill in at the six and they can push other players higher. Um, we know they have the youth up front with, with all those boys, Elise, 
Zaha, we saw uh, Edward have good good times. Mateta broke out. So yep. um, a good group of players to rotate up front. I think at the end of the day, the, the defense is going to be the... Whether they, they finish 11th or higher, because historically Palace is a 13 to 14 finish. Last year was an anomaly there. They finished 12th, I think. But yeah, they've stuck with the same squad for most of the time, which we talk about doesn't bode well for mid-club to lower teams. But I think the, the, the center-back partnership of Anderson and Guehi was massive for them and changed the game. Um, yeah. Having that youth... Um, they, I think they definitely need to fix up that right back situation. It seems like, um, they signed Klein to a one-year deal extension to keep him around for the time. So they're going to rotate Ward and Klein out there, but I feel like that's going to be a weak point that a lot of teams go at, um, get day to day. And I think that's where Arsenal should press the first game there. And that'll be Martinelli's side, probably if he starts or Smith Rowe, however you want, but. Um, or they could put Jesus out there if they want to play in Ketsia. Yeah, there's a lot of things they could do, but yep. yeah, I think Palace right now is middle of the road. They haven't done anything too crazy, but um, that's really all they can do. They're not going to be a team that spends 100 mil. They're going to maybe spend 50 to 70 and get one or two decent players in to just help. Yep. Uh, Everton, another team not doing a ton of business. They're going to have to do something they're, here soon. They're in a situation where they're going to be in another scrap. They're definitely going to be bottom five again. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one thing I think which is is good for them is they're bringing uh, Gabamon back from uh, Suska Moscow. He was there last year on loan. Um, his market value is only about 10 mil, but he is a 26-year-old uh, defensive midfielder, I think. He he played one year for Everton. He wasn't great. Didn't get you know a, a ton of uh, key moments in in each game. But to have him maybe learn a little bit under Ducore, who I think's been great, I think would be good. And he's certainly not going to do uh, you know Moscow any good. Just kind of being there and and wasting away. Uh, so that's not going to do any good for Everton. So to bring him back, I think will be good. And and we'll see if they loan him out again or if he'll actually stay. But I think that's a guy you want to be able to have uh, coming off the bench a little bit, even though you do have a, a really solid guy in Ducore. Yeah, I think Tarkovsky being the only signing so far on a free Not was... good. No, I think it is good. He brings yeah. great experience. Um, last year, their weak points were their defenders, and a lot of them got hurt or were suspended for games, and they were playing guys back there with little to no experience. Um, and I think this year, if they can... Stay healthy. Tarkovsky's a pretty reliable guy. He doesn't I think last year was the first time he was out with a significant injury, if you will. But yeah. um, I think they have a, a stable back. It's just going to be that midfield for me. Um, it's this is the last year for Deli Alley. If he can't do anything, he's it's over. Um, he didn't have the best six months um, last year at the end after he moved from Spurs, but. Um, he it's gonna be hard for him even to establish himself into the first team because to involve Gordon a lot more. We know Gray's gonna be a big point in that team. Um, they maybe they play with the wing backs, so that's only two in the middle, and Delhi's not gonna be a a box to box or a six, so his time's gonna be very limited, really. Yeah. Um, and to top it all off, they sold Richarlson. So they're they have to fill in that void because DCL is going to get hurt. Um, Rondon is not a reliable backup, so they they need to 
fix this before the season starts. Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll move on to Fulham. They brought in Jao Polina, defensive midfielder from Sporting Lisbon. His market value is about 28 mil. They managed to get him for 22. I think that's good business. They also brought in uh, Andreas Pereira, who was just not great for for United. Um, he left there for about $10.45 million. Good to see United get him off of the wage sheet, and I think he'll get much more regular time uh, at Fulham. So they signed two midfield guys, a D-mid and an attacking midfielder. Um, they overpaid for, for Pereira a little bit. That's just going to be the, the premium that United sort of have for their players. Uh, they lost, unfortunately, Fabio Carvalho to Liverpool, uh, I think that happened a while ago, but um, yeah, at the start of the that was window. at the start. Uh, but Fulham, you know, they're they're primed. I think for a, we'll see. It's probably going to be a, a tough season for them back in the prem. They they did gain their promotion right away. Uh, we'll see if Mitrovic can sort of keep up the pace that he had last year. I I, I don't think he's going to score another forty goals, but who knows? Um, going to be a similar situation like with Norwich. Um, those teams are pretty much identical. I think yeah. the one thing they do have is a, a, a reliable manager. I think Marcus yeah, I think, I think Fulmer better. He put in a stint there with with Everton for a bit. I think there his, when he started, he was with Watford or something, one of the lower clubs, but. I think he's got good ideas. I think they they had an, a record breaking year last year um, with point total, and they just absolutely ran the league. But yeah, I think Carvalho was a major point in there. He was a big facilitator. I think he's going to play a little role there with Liverpool. Um, and and Gisa at a holding mid spot was was is huge. I mean, the last time they were in the league um, two seasons ago, he was a major point in their team, and losing him is going to be massive. So they they they. They buy players accordingly. They fill those two roles in with those players you mentioned in Paulinho and Pereira. Yep. Um, it's going to be difficult for them to adjust because Pereira's never had a, an ex, a long extent of game time in the league, and Paulinho's new to the Prem, but uh, he's played in the Portuguese league for most of his career. So there's going to be that adjustment period, and I think Fulham right off the bat get, suck, get uh, a rematch against Liverpool, which... Um, right now, Fulham won the last game, so I, I don't think Liverpool's going to be too happy about that. But um, no. yeah, right now, Fulham's definitely a, a uh, relegation team currently are fighting to stay out of it for me. Yep. Uh, okay, Leeds. I don't... They've done one... I think they've done one, one or two things since the last time we talked about them. Um, Luis Sinistera, know anything about this guy? Yeah, versatile winger, um, young. We're seeing the average age that Jesse's bringing in is twenty. Very years young. Old. They're definitely going to be competing with Arsenal for the youngest squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he he's off that left wing. He fills in the Rafinha role that uh, they lose with him. Um, we know they bring in the Americans there and Adams and Aronson, uh, a backup right back there, uh, Roca, a holding mid spot to kind of fill in for. Phillips and then uh, a youngster in Jabby who comes from City. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think they they have good squad rotation. That's what it's going to come down to. But um, they need they need some star players to break out and and to to steal points in games because they're I think they're going to be just like Everton and Fulham. We're talking about they're going to be in similar situations where they're towards that bottom six, bottom five area. 
Um, they need to go on a run like Brentford did, maybe early in the year, where they can have some some breathing room. Some other teams might be struggling a lot at the start, and if they can get that that mental um, leg up on teams to have that gap between them, I think that'll help them a lot and play with a lot less pressure. So um, it, it's it's all on Jesse on this American manager. Yeah, it is. All eyes are going to be on him if if he can't succeed. Um, we're going to be down bad again when it comes to the the scrutiny on Americans and and in the game of football. So yeah, but I think so far I, I still they still need they need a defender man. That defense is so bad. Yeah, he's putting a lot of chips in. We know uh, we know Stuart Dallas is going to be out until the end of the year, and then Luke Ayling is also going to be out for a little bit. So two of their main leaders in the back, especially, are going to be out. So those first five games, they they may give up at least twenty goals. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But their spend is their their net spend is is in the positive now. You know their their income is 117. Their expenditure is 116. So if yeah, they've made the, a mill, yeah. But the 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 players they lost carried gigantic. Load. Of course, of course. Um, and and then we we are forgetting Patrick Bamford's back um, yeah. from his long injury. He tried to come back. He got re-injured. Like this guy is is quality in the league. So. Yeah, if they can have him and one or two of these other guys, uh, new signings can can pick up for him. I think they'll be okay. Yep, me too. Um, all right, we'll kick it into high gear for the last couple of teams because we I just looked at the timer and we're we're baffling or or waffling. Uh, Lester, actually, nothing happened. Dennis Pratt um, comes back from Torino, but other than that. Uh, not much going on. They lost Luckman, but we talked about that. So, uh, we'll move to Liverpool. Darwin Nunez was confirmed. Uh, I think was that confirmed the last time we talked or no? Yeah, it was. Okay, so Nunez there. Uh, Carvalho and from Fulham talked about it. Uh, out Mane. Uh, Minamino gone as well as uh Ben Davies and and that Marco. Ruchic guy, I think, is I guess, going back. I would say one, one thing to talk about here is how important do you think the loss of Mane is going to be? Affect Gigantic. The team? It's huge. It's huge. They had a they had an attacking monster last season, three-headed monster, and I think losing him is such a hit, especially Bayern only paying you know thirty-five mil for him. That's that's crazy. That's a steal. Um, I I think that Mane, honestly, I I know some Liverpool fans loved him, but uh, I saw a lot on Twitter. They were very upset that he left and just said, like, eh, he should have stayed. He, he should have stayed and paid for the club. But um, Liverpool, I guess, weren't really willing to, to pay his wages, and, and that's just what it comes down to. I, I think that's going to be a huge hit for them. He's he's an incredible attacking player, and regardless of if he scores or assists a lot, he stretches the pitch, and he's somebody you have to constantly worry about because he's so quick and he's so good on the ball. And he's always a scoring threat. So I just think that that's going to be a hit. And the load on Salah now is, is even higher than it was before, which is crazy to even consider. He's money. He's guaranteed 20 goals a year. Yeah, no, he is. But he you, Salah, you mean? Yeah, I think the oh, move yeah, he is, to get rid but... of Mane confirms that Liverpool's all in yeah, on Salah. All... He's the one. He's well, they the should be. They, they should be. And, and we know that he's the number one guy, but... Um, if you can keep your your Scotty Pippen, uh, I don't I don't know why you you wouldn't try, right? Um, to let him go to Bayern for only thirty five mil, I think is fucking crazy. 
Yeah, but that's how Byron rolls. I know. They get what they they get everything they want besides Lewandowski. He's leaving. Um City. There's like a million things here. It's all loans for the most part. Uh Zach Steffen to Middlesbrough. Yeah, he's gone. Going to the championship. Yep. Um that makes sense. He's not gonna have to leave the country, but Yeah, I'll get time there. I think it's good. I mean I'd like to say. I hope so for his sake. I think City are out on him though. I bet you He signed a new deal. He's got like four years on his contract. When was that? Just recently they signed him? I think the end of last year or something. Oh, jeez. They signed it. He got an extension. He's like four years still there. Oh, I'd, yeah, I, I was I no like, idea. Man City don't just hand out four and a half year deals to anybody. It's like a guy hasn't gotten many minutes. And when he does, he fucking like. He's a shitter. The difference. You can tell yeah. the difference. But I mean, it's tough playing behind Ederson, who's one of the best in the world. So yeah, it is. We're obviously going to see a difference. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think we already touched on them th- throughout the episode, really. It's just. Um, I'm I'm most interested in seeing the system with Holland if he yeah if he fits if they if they change the system to to include him or if it's like yeah you got to play like this to be in the team here you go he's like he's such a I unicorn mean, dude it's <laughs> not going to be hard for him he's going to get service from Cancelo and De Bruyne it's going to be everything's going to be on his foot Foden like it's it's crazy he's gigantic too like he's he's yeah. kind of like Bergkamp like he's just he's and he, huge I can't wait I cannot wait for that City Liverpool game Holland against so Van Dyke that's going to be awesome I'm so excited um I'm really 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 curious to see how he fits in I I think you know, he has so much potential to just absolutely bang them in. And he scores in bunches, too. It's not just like one a game. When when Holland is on, he he scores. He, he can put three or four past the team and not really even break a sweat. So I think as long as he fits in the system and, and he, he gets along with Pep and the rest of the guys, um, we could be seeing uh, an unbelievable season. And I'm, I'm hoping we get to see that. It's hard not to take them for the three-peat. Oh, yeah. it's. I feel like it, it's it's a lock already. I don't I don't care what Liverpool have done. I, I just think that uh, Holland's just incredible. Uh, United. Two this guys. That's a hot one. This is a hot one. A lot of stuff going on here. Um... We'll start with Henderson out to Nottingham Forest. I think that happened last time. Uh, yeah. Martial, <clears throat> he's back. Uh, scored a couple times in um, what's it called? In, Spelling in for Ronaldo. Yeah, in in, in preseason. Uh, we should say that Ten Hag has not made any sort of contact with Ronaldo, so that situation is. Uh, I think they've tried. I think he's just got like personal matters the, going the, on. That's what they said, but I I think that's heard that that's before. Just, yeah, I think that's the main thing uh, with with uh, United right now is regardless of all the signings, I think they've done okay in the signings, but Ronaldo doesn't believe it's the right direction for the club, and that's yeah. his main issue is the ambition. Um, uh, I'd have to disagree with them with the amount of money they've spent. They've we spent, talked about over ten. They're, they're spending the money, it's just they're not buying the right people. So yeah. Um, they bring in Lissandra Martinez, who is a ten hog guy in the Ajax system. They paid sixty three million dollars, which is a lot of damn money for a center back um, who's been in the Dutch league for most of his career. 
Um, so, so, but he understands the system and how Ten Hag plays. So, right from the jump, I think he plays next to Maguire, right? Or is I mean, now it's yeah. like Varan, Maguire, Martinez, Lindelof. Like, I'm interested to see. I mean, Varan's hurt 70% of the year, so um, yep. you Always can start has on the been. bench. But, um, yeah, I think that's the number one story is if Ronaldo stays or leaves. And we saw this last year where he started the year with Juventus and then the deal came from United and he, he won it out and he got his way. But I think he'll be professional about it and, and play the games. This is the same conversation we had with, not the same exact way, but when, how we talked last year with Harry Kane leaving Spurs, wanted to go to City, didn't show up to training. And then a couple of days later, he showed up and played and had a funk at the beginning, but then picked it up. So um, it might be a similar story there. But now with Bayern making the move with Lewandowski out, I think, and Ronaldo winning Champions League football, I don't think there's a clear spot that he can go to right now that can afford him and can yeah. offer him what he wants. I mean, I don't, I know United's firmly against him staying in the league. Um, he's not going to go to Spain. Uh, Madrid doesn't need him. He's not going to go to Barca now. Uh, Italy's probably off the tables. And if PSG somehow get involved, I'm going to be pissed because that makes no fucking sense financially. Yeah. Um, they'd have to sell Neymar. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he stays. I think he probably stays as well. Um... Newcastle. Any new signings here since nothing the last new. time? Nothing new. No, nothing new. They've tried to people. I think Hugo Etikite. Yep. Etikite, striker, young striker, chose PSG over them. Um, it seems like Newcastle still have that, that, um, that uh, what's the word? That reputation of not being that top level yet where yeah. talent want to go. So. I think they have to make do with what they can get. Um, but I think what they've done so far in Pope, quality. I think Matt Turner on a full, or permanent, is good. And they take a chance here on Sven Botman, who's a young defender, who is getting looks from the French, or is, he the, is that Danish? Dutch. Yeah. Dutch. Yeah, yeah he's, he's right up there with Van Dyke. He's getting minutes with that first team in the Netherlands. So yeah. I think they're going the right direction. I think the squad they currently have is good. I think Eddie Howe's a good manager, too to take them in the direction they want to go. And we know St. Max is a demon. Yeah, he is a demon. Gucci headband, king. Uh, Nottingham Forest, I'm going to let you handle this one. I, there's a delivery man at my door. I have to go see him. Be right back. Yeah, so from what I'm hearing, a lot of people like Nottingham Forest. They like the way the clubs run. Out of the three promoted teams, I think this is the team people are confident will stay up. Um, but at the same time, it's the club I know the least about. Um, but they, just like Norwich last year, they've brought in a lot of players. Obviously, they have to let go of a bunch. Um, Ethan Horvath being one of them. Uh, American goalie going to Luton. We mentioned that before. Um, but with the players they brought in, it's similar to Leeds bringing in a bunch of young people. There's a couple of older guys brought in too. Wayne Hennessy is coming to back up um, Dean Henderson, who they bring in on loan from United. Um, they also bring in Omar Richards from Bayern Munich on a full, which is interesting. He plays uh, left back, where they also bring in Nico Williams from at the right back position from Liverpool last year. He was on loan all year with Fulham, did a good job, helped them get promoted. 
And now he's probably going to start for for um Forest, which is nice to see. And then uh they brought in a striker in Anwanyi, um central forward from Union Berlin who previously played for Liverpool for a little while. Um but yeah, I mean they have that Brendan Johnson when the last couple weeks ago we did our draft, I took him. He's a highly rated young English player. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's the name recognition that you usually have for teams and you're like, oh, they'll be fine. This is a team I don't know really much about. Um, and it's hard to really judge them. You have to go based on their last couple of years in the championship, how some players there, you have to look at their stats, see potentially what they that could transition into or could translate into the Prem. Um, but yeah, I think Jack Colback is the only name I really know played for Newcastle and Stunderland. Um, in the prem during that time but yeah it's hard to really it's hard to really judge them i think the business they've done is is okay they also run a center back from mines in uh, nakate so they're bringing in players at all positions which and also they get off they brought in a whole new back line there. so i don't know it might work, work out to where watford did last yeah. year where they brought in 15 players um, but at the same time, they had three different managers that year, which is a cultural shock and doesn't work out with the philosophy because uh, for eight weeks, we have this guy telling us this. Next 12, we have this guy telling us this. And then the end of the year, this guy's telling us this, which I don't know what Roy Hodgson did. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really tough. I mean, there's it's there's always going to be that one team out of the three promoted that does decent. But um, I don't know if it'll be them. Um, okay, we'll move on to Southampton. Uh, they've brought in Gavin Bazunu, a 20-year-old goalkeeper from the Man City uh, Academy, coming in for 15.4. That's damn. a lot. Uh, have to fill that void uh, left by, by Fraser Forster, who went to Spurs on a free. He'll, he'll have to fill in the, the Arsenal shot stopper role. No, we're not going to let this happen again. Uh, we're going to get off to a hot start. We're going to establish the tone, put five past Southampton, and, and not let Gavin Bazunu, whoever the fuck that is, uh, Irish guy, it seems, uh, establish establish any sort of confidence against Arsenal Football Club. It's, it's not going to yeah. happen. I'm telling you right yeah. now. Right. Um, Romeo Lavia coming in as well from the Man City Academy. Yeah. Uh Belgium, Belgian uh, defensive midfielder. It's crazy just how much youth that Man City's offloading right now. It's crazy. They're just selling and selling and selling and buying and buying and buying. They have been so active this year. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how both of these really young guys who they're probably both going to get time uh, at Southampton. I don't know about Lavi and the first team, but. Uh, Bizuno, I, I bet you we see him uh, in between the sticks. They also bought uh, Armel Bella Kochap, a center back from VFL uh, Bochum, who I guess are still in the normal Bundesliga. Um, they're not in Bundesliga 2, are they? No, they were up last year. First, yeah, they're in first tier. Yep. 
Um, so they bought him for 11 mil. Not super sure uh, about how he's going to perform. But Southampton, with their with their purchases here, a lot of really young guys. Joe Aribo, I do know that name. They brought him in, uh, central midfielder from Rangers as well. So a new guy uh, to sort of fill in that, that holding midfield role, sort of replace some of the older guys that are in that Southampton side, or at least get them in so that they can learn. Uh, I think Southampton are, are going to have a sort of different squad this year. I'm, I'm not sure what to expect. They're always in that mid-table hellscape. Um, I don't know. Do, do you think we're going to see a sort of resurgence youth-wise in, in Southampton this year, or do you think it's going to be another rocky one? Struggle. Yeah, yeah. Their fullback situation is dire with is. road and Livermento out for a significant time. Um. Perot's expected back the end of August. We know Livermento is going to be out until December. Um, good for him. There's going to be, uh, they're going to have the World Cup during that time, so he can have some time to get fitness back. But, but yeah, I just think defensively they're going to get ripped up, just like Leeds. I think it's too much to ask Ward Prowse to score fucking 15 free kicks a year. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's just not humanly possible. Um, their front line with no Brogia, that's going to be a massive loss. Um, I don't think Che Adams is that guy. Um, Adam Armstrong is okay, but he's the guy that you give spurts. He kind of fills in that like Shane Long role that they had previously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the wingers they have as well, the attacking wingers, just don't have the the quality to give you five to eight goals a year that you need to stay up or just finish like mid table. So I think tell is just not there. Diallo is like not major minutes. Theo Wolcott is, has the experience, but just isn't as explosive. So I just think the squad is stale. Um, and yeah, I think they might be one of those bottom five teams for me as well. Yeah. Okay. Last year they finished 16th, right? 16, yeah. 15, like right there. Yep. Um, Tottenham, not a ton done besides the Jed Spence thing. Uh, he comes in from Middlesbrough. They paid 16 mil for him. Uh, he's going to be playing right back. There's some news, um, that maybe Reguillon won't be hanging around for much longer. Madrid has a buyback clause. Uh, so it's it's very possible that he's going to be leaving, uh, their fullback situation. Not, not great. But and I don't think Royale's a, a long term solution there. Uh so I think Jed Spence is, is good business for them. He uh his dual citizenship um English, Jamaican yeah. and, and English, uh I think. So Middlesbrough losing a, a guy that was there for them last season, but I, I think that that's a, a good move for Tottenham. He's really young too, he's only twenty one. I think just Conte is reinvesting the money properly. Yeah. They're- they get good backup depth for Kane in Richarlson. Um, they bring in a solid box of box um, guy that's not afraid to scrap in the middle in Basuma to fill in that role. Um, that uh, Harry Harry Winks is probably going to leave, so he'll fill in that role, rotate in with Hoiberg and Bentacor. Yeah. Um, Jed Spence and Parasic probably going to be your starting wing backs. Um, Parasic, a guy that's worked with Conte before. So they're familiar with each other and have that trust already. And we know Parasic can get forward, and he might be a big value guy if you play fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the one website he's listed as a defender, so that's big points there. 
Um, depth and Forster for Loris, but Loris played every game last year, so it's just there in case of an emergency. I think an underrated one might be this Lonley from Barca. Center back. Um, he's definitely going to fill in voids when guys are playing bad. We know Sanchez is a bit shaky. Um, Dyer and Romero are pretty firm in the lineup there with Conte. So he can fill in that third to fourth center back role on the squad depth list, but um, and they, they're still yet to sell all the guys that they want to sell. I think Lascelles is on the way out. I think uh, you mentioned Regulon's on the way out. Yep. Winks. I think they might move Gill on. That wasn't a Conte signing. That was. Uh, I think that was Mourinho, right? Or, uh, or, no, I think it was Nuno. I think oh, it was he was Nuno, there. Yeah, I was, was right when he. Yeah, so I think that'll be another one they try to. They're going to have, definitely take a loss on him. They paid $30 million. Yeah, it was a lot. So I think the overall squad's scary, man. They're going to be a team that's really going to challenge for third, I think, with Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah. Um. Okay, West Ham. What have they done? Anything since the last time uh, we I talked? The Flynn new, Downs? The only, they signed Ariel on a permanent from PSG. Yeah. So they have two quality goalies and. Fabianski and Ariola, and then uh, I think Fliss Flynn Downs from Swansea's a new one. Yeah, so he's he fills in for Mark Noble there, who retired. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we know the squad is they, he doesn't carry David Moyes doesn't carry the biggest squad. No, um, they're looking to bring in Broya for depth for Antonio, which would be nice for this team who to compete for top six again. Yeah, um, I think they've established themselves in my mind as a top eight team here on out um unless something major happens where they lose rice and two other players in one window bowen um but yeah i mean i don't think i don't expect them to spend any more than what they've done i think the squad's decent enough to where they can do what they did last year yeah um okay we'll move on to wolverhampton who have another (laughs) stacked sheet here uh, we... I think they're going to be the team that underperforms the most for established teams so far. Like, yeah, they are letting go of a lot of fucking people. I don't know what they're waiting on to buy. They brought in Nathan Collins from Burnley uh-huh. for twenty six mil. He just joined Burnley last year from Stoke. The Irish guys love him. Love him. Yeah. Um, who knows? He's twenty one. He did make mistakes at times for the latter part of the year for Burnley. Um, I think he got a, like a red card for no apparent reason. In the 90th minute. <laughs> yeah. So that's some, a learning curve there for the young guy, but, um, it, it's depth. They, they let go of a bunch of players in the back. I think they let go of Saiz, who was a decent attacking center back for them. Huge for them. Um, they lose, they loaned out Fabio Silva to Anderlecht on a year. So I think that's good for him. I don't think he was ready to play in the Prem. It showed when he had time that it just wasn't there. Yeah. I think they still have to adjust. Um, is Traore back? Or yeah, he's back. Lose? No, he's, he's back from Barca. I forgot that was a loan. Yeah, I think that is huge. He plays an integral part in the squad. Yeah. How they succeed. I think that was one thing that we didn't really talk about enough is just nope. the loss of him made their play so damn slow because yeah. with him we talk you talk about Mane being a guy you always have to look for that can get him behind to be a nuisance. He has those same qualities, but he's also an absolute unit. Yeah. So he will shrug anybody off him. Yeah. And that can draw attention away from guys like Jimenez. Jimenez and Potence, 
Um, we didn't really get to see a lot of Pedro Neto last year. He was coming back from like a, a dislocated kneecap or a broken kneecap. Or yeah, something. it was not a good one. Yeah, he was out for like eight months. So I think they're okay. It's just that the the end of the year for them was awful. They were they were in a a European spot and then they just just abs- just fell off the pot. Yeah, they really did. They they fell off so hard and the end of their season was abysmal. So. I think if, like, I don't know if it even matters, like, if they get off to a hot start or, they're a big draw team, I think. Like, they're always, they're, oh they're going to play, yeah. they're going to play yeah, to a 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two draw. It happens so much. Them and Brighton all the time. And it's hard, wow. it's hard to get up into the top eight and, and keep your spot there at the beginning of the season and even into the mid if you're just getting a point. Like, they need, they need more victories they need more three-point games and they just they're a draw fest at like so I much see the comparison i see the comparison with chelsea a bit yeah they don't have the star power is the same like they they finish high in the table due to their defense and the low i mean they were one of the best defensive teams last year 80 uh-huh. percent of the year they were they gave up like 30 goals towards the last eight or nine games of the year and then things just absolutely fell apart for them um i feel like the catalyst at one point was the the Leeds upset there. It came back and won in like the 95th minute. So it was just a, a lack of concentration. And I all, well, my last point would be, I just don't trust the manager. I don't know. He's might not be the guy to take them to the next level. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what appeal he has for, to bring new players in. We know they have the Portuguese link and they haven't brought in one Portuguese guy yet. Yep. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they, uh, if they keep that going on or not. Um, all right. I think that, uh, sort of rounds us out. You guys got literally just an hour. So, uh, I hope we've, uh, we've covered what we need to cover. Uh, we are getting so, so, so close to, um, the beginning of the season and I'm extremely excited. So Matt and I are going to get ready. We're going to go go play golf. So, oh God, (laughs) uh, We gotta force I'm excited. Going. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yeah, you gotta go into a uh, positive. Positive brings positive. I had a great round Monday because I just tried to stay on top of it and stay positive, and I, I attracted some good energy. Yeah, I think that's the. You just gotta keep the good vibes going. You so do. I'll, I'll come. I'll. I'll be. I'll be good. I'll be good. I'm gonna All pick right. myself up in the next hour. But well, okay, next so week's. Go ahead. Next week's. I was just. Next week's episode is gonna be the big one that we always look forward to. It's gonna be the season prediction. Predictions. Uh, the 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 hour and a half to two hours yeah episode. it's always long um that one and the season review are always the longest but those those for, to me are one of the most fun ones they're so because, fun um you mix in everything we really talk about and we most of i would say 90 percent of the time we're, our our takes are off come may so way off <laughs> yeah. uh, i i will say we won't we i know guaranteed we will not make the same mistake with united as last year so they no nope. um i think we're pretty fair there um i'd rather be wrong about them and they finish higher than be wrong and they finish lower way lower you know yeah I mean? I'm, so, I'm with you um yeah so we'll do that next week and then the following week is going to be week one preview so um what is that we're 16 days away from kickoff for arsenal crystal palace friday Can't night wait. On 5th. um arsenal looking for redemption i'm sure another meeting with fiera should be fun yeah i'm really excited so Thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on social media at uh, Post Twenty Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us 
uh, and all of our podcast episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Go uh, go follow, go subscribe, and, and leave a comment or, or a like that really uh, helps us and, and gets the podcast out to other folks. So get excited. We're almost back. Um, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys.